Hey guys, this is Kim Lapree from the Teachers Need Teachers podcast. I'm a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Be sure to check out all of the other amazing podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Kindergarten Chaos, the Developmentally Appropriate Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy. And today we're going to talk about our favorite parts about teaching kindergarten. Well, there's a lot of favorite parts. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about, that's for sure. Yeah, we do because... Kindergarten is awesome. So one of my favorite things about kindergarten is the kindergarten child, they their brain is still developing and everything is developed at such a rapid pace. They're just in that zone where everything, their brain is still so plastic, they're, they're growing at such a fast pace and you get to watch that and be a part of that. I think that's exciting. That's what you mean, right? That they're... Yeah, in that early stage of development where they just you can make such a big difference for them you really can make a giant difference and and things that and you see that aha moment so many times in a kindergartner because there's so many new concepts that are coming their way so quickly and they're just absorbing them like a sponge so quickly and it's just a fun it's just a fun rewarding experience to teach kindergarten because of that one of my favorite things I really enjoyed teaching first grade too but first grade has a very uh, broad curriculum and when I moved to from first grade to kindergarten one of the things I first noticed and really enjoyed is that kindergarten has a very deep curriculum that you I mean you cover a lot but I feel like the focus on the curriculum focus in kindergarten is very specific and you can go very deep with it. You, do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Like I when do. I was in first grade, I was supposed to get them from like a DRA level C to a DRA level J by the end of the year. And that's a big range of reading skills. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're ready. They're developmentally ready, most of them, for that then. But I really enjoyed being able to cut back on the breadth of things to cover in kindergarten and just really focus on the basics and make them really solid. I think that's one thing I really enjoy about kindergarten. I think that um, what you just said is true because in kindergarten, we're worried about really moving them for reading levels from an A to a D, and those are instructional levels. So really to be a good solid reader at a level C is a kindergarten um, standard. Although people keep trying which, to push that up higher yeah, and people, higher, which people, yeah, they keep trying it's to push it. It's a whole it. other issue. But, and you know, Fontas and Pinnell, they left that gray area of instructional and um, independent level. 
So at the end of the year, Countess and Pinnell suggest that kindergarten kids should be reading at an instructional level D. Well, an instructional level D is nothing but an independent level independent C. Independent level C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think that's one of the problems that's made it a little shaky. But for this um, circumstance, we're going to say we're going to take them to a D, to an instructional mm-hmm. D. So to move a child four levels, what you said is correct. You're more in-depth and right. foundational. You want to make sure that they have all those basics covered because it is, it's pretty hard to move a kid from an A to a D. Well, there's a every lot of step covered. Yeah, you have to cover a lot of steps because they have to learn alphabetic knowledge and they have to learn how to track print and they have to learn how to read a sight word or how to learn what a sight word mm-hmm. and then learn another yeah, sight have, word and another sight word. They have to break the alphabetic code. They and... have to learn how to decode. There's a lot to learn, but I always feel like. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like kindergarten has so much depth to it mm-hmm. because I really you're so depth. focused on those core beginning skills. You, you It just feels like you can really zoom in and really hit some really important basic skills. And I enjoy that about the curriculum of kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Well, like math, for example. In mm-hmm. math, if you do a really good job of teaching kids number sense Mm -hmm. and really focus on that it's going deep it's going deep with math and then that's going they're going to just jump off from all of those points so quickly in first grade if you've really gone deep into those areas well and it's like we've said before in regards to math that you can find a lot of kindergarten materials out there that go all the way to addition and subtraction to 10 but the core usually only says fluent addition and subtraction to five and the reason for that is because our goal is to do deep number sense and if Mm -hmm. you jump straight to the computational uh, algorithmic portion without making sure that they have a really deep foundational understanding of what numbers are and how they work and how they relate to each other you're just doing the child a disservice because they don't understand the underlying systems that they're going to have to work with later and again that goes to we're not doing breadth we're doing depth we're not going as far as we possibly can with math we're trying to make them understand the very basic number concepts really really deeply yeah and if you focus just on what the core standard says of fluency within zero to five if you really just focus on that um, students, I've noticed they, they learn their math facts really quickly. They, they learn automatically what five uh, minus one is. Yeah. Where if, you're, if you stretch that standard out to zero through 10, that natural ability for kids to figure the code out, you kind of inhibit that. Yeah. So what's something else you enjoy about kindergarten? I love about kindergarten that kids love me. <laughs> <laughs> I love my students and they love me because they just still have that natural affection and love that mm-hmm. they have to give. And they respond so well to teachers loving them because all teachers love their students. 
but they're very responsive to that. So I, I just love that. I think that's a bond that, that doesn't break either. No. Yeah. Well, don't you still have kindergartners who are like graduating and they still write you letters? And Yeah, I do. I still get a lot of letters from former students and, and they still say kindergarten was their favorite year. So I think it's just a bond that you really can make with kindergartners and because you're so important to their lives. They're at that, those formative years when role models are so important and you are actually with them more than their moms and dads. And so... Unless you're half-day kindergarten and then you're well, not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And then, um, so you just, there's so much, it's the bond. It's the bond that you have with students that I really like. Jumping off of that, you're also their introduction to formal schooling. You get to be their first, uh, their first experience with a form, what formal schooling is, and you get to help uh, set the tone for the rest of their schooling experience. You know, if mm-hmm. you if you could make a them and see that school is fun and learning is enjoyable, and and just awaken that sense of discovery and excitement, then that can set the tone for their entire school career. And that's really exciting, I think. It really is exciting. And I think it's something that kindergarten teachers need to take um, seriously. I mean, you really do affect their whole future. I mean, yeah. If they come in and they see that if they have a good relationship with school and they see that they're important and they're uh, valued, that they can be successful, that set that sets how they're going to approach school the rest of their lives. What else do we like about kindergarten? One thing I really like about kindergarten is... I think that it's a place a teacher can really be creative. And I just, I really like to be creative and art and things like that. And it's a grade level where you really can build upon that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I know what that? you mean. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we, yeah, I feel like you can really. Like the really... pulling boards are really cutesy. <laughs> <laughs> things are cutesy and I like that. Well, I feel like in kindergarten, you can be, you can let your artistic musical dance side out and you can in all the other grades, but I think sometimes it's easier in kindergarten, maybe. I don't know why, because, because they're little and so you're not so embarrassed. (laughs) You don't. Well, I think it's how the students respond back to you too, because in the older grades, when I've gone and done activities like that with the older grades, they they start having that peer pressure and holding back. Mm-hmm. And in kindergarten, they don't care what their peers are doing. If we're up no. dancing and rocking, they're dancing and rocking. But in an older no, they grade, don't, they they're don't even look at their the neighbors. Yeah. yeah. The older they're kids are like, They're checking out the lay of the land and seeing, okay, is this going to be cool to do this or not? <laughs> no. Well, and I, I love that about kindergarten too, that they don't really have the inhibitions of peer pressure yet and they really think I am a scientist I am an artist I am a musician I am a painter I am a reader they just 
don't have any fears towards things. And some of them do. I've noticed more and more kids coming in feeling like if you know that they have to do things perfectly, which is a little odd to me because I think feel like I haven't run into that as often, but lately I have more and more kids come in and be like, no, I can't, I can't, it won't be perfect. I won't be exactly like this other kids. And I'm like, where did you come from? Cause <laughs> you're not supposed to care about that. But in general, I think most kids are at that age. Yeah. Have a pretty they healthy self-esteem. <laughs> they really do. Pretty I mean, high estimation of their own ability. And so that's what I mean. So it's able, where I like to do stuff like that. You know, I can turn on a song and rock out with them or, and you know, it's just, it's, it's a great outlet for you as a human being mm-hmm. to be able to do that kind of stuff. I like doing it. I agree. So another thing I like about kindergarten is I really like as far as assessments that we have to do, I really like that you are forced to assess one-on-one that is true i know you kind of have to do it that way you you do and the thing i like about it is you really do get to know each child and all of the skills that they can do and it's easier to help them because you've actually had a face-to-face assessment with them and so you really get a feel for where your kids are and i really like that part of kindergarten all right well I'm gonna I'm gonna lay something out for you you ready for this mm-hmm. you ready for this I'm gonna help you out so mom since you do have to assess children in kindergarten one-on-one and gain this personal relationship with where they're at do you know of any tool that might make <laughs> that easier to do uh, yes I could do. you tell me I think it's called ESGI <laughs> <laughs> ESGI is uh, just an amazing tool because it takes the work out of the assessing where you, in the olden days, you had to do everything by paper and pencil and keep giant binders of data. And now you can just do it all electronically on ESGI and touch buttons and, and it goes so much quicker and you, you, you're getting that amazing one-on-one interaction with your students. And so if you haven't tried ESGI, make sure you try it and use the code KIOSK, K-I-O-S-K, and you will save $40. <laughs> I was wondering if I needed to say, do you have a code, people? <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are forced to get to know kids on a very individual level if you want to assess properly yeah. in kindergarten, that's for sure. Well, I've seen a few teachers that have had aides doing the assessment or even parents. And I just always feel like as a teacher, I need to find the time to do my own assessments. And ESGI has done that. It's made it so that... So you can? Um, yeah, assessing's cut in half because of the ease of technology. And so you really know. Like when it comes to parent-teacher conference time, I don't need to sit and look at any paper to tell them about Johnny because I know exactly where Johnny is in every standard and where where they fit because I can remember the assessments. Another thing I really like about kindergarten is kids, even with really tough behaviors, they're a little bit easier to handle because they're more willing. I don't know. How do I want to say that? Well, could you say that since it's the beginning of their formal education, 
the kids who have barriers to good behavior don't have those barriers set in stone. And so that it's really easier to mold their behavior from, from the get-go. Whereas if you're in fourth grade and a kid has been the behavior problem, those are my quote mm-hmm. marks, quote behavior problem for three years of schooling before you get them, then they've already decided I'm a behavior problem. Mm-hmm. I have a problem and my teacher's not going to like me and I can't learn. So I'm just going to use these coping strategies that got me through the last three years. Yeah. So in the other grades, there are bigger barriers where you're their first experience, you know. And I mean, other in, than if they had behavior problems in preschool, but I don't yeah. think preschool usually is going to. Well, and preschool is not their formal experience. Yeah, it's not so formal, so it doesn't... Preschool, because I've taught preschool yeah. a lot, and, and preschool behavior is handled so much more differently. Right, so I don't it's think handled... it causes you problems in no, kindergarten. <laughs> no, it's, it's handled more like a parent would treat behavior at Right. Home. Because your class sizes are smaller, the kids are younger, you have them for a smaller amount of time. Where in school, you really have to um, use the formal, formal behavioral structure. Mm-hmm. And when, if a kid's misbehaving, there's 22 other kids that are sitting there. Right. And so, you know, it's a whole different... So you can't treat body. it like a parent treats it or, yeah. No. You have to no. treat it with different structures. Yeah. And so your job as a kindergarten teacher which i feel is my job anyway is to empower the kids and really teach them strategies of how to um, self-manage i had one student and he just kept disrupting and kept disrupting and kept touching and kept pushing and so i just taught him about the magic button on his body and showed him how if he pushed his hands together it's like pushing a button to help him calm down. And once he got that strategy, he felt empowered that he was able to start self-managing. Now, sure, he still had uh, some behavior problems, but as the year went on, it was less and less. And I feel like if um, in kindergarten, I actually was able to help him more with this because he didn't have that preconceived notion of I'm a bad kid I'm a behavior problem he just knew that I was trying to help him uh, be able to cope with his impulsive behaviors that he had another thing I like about teaching kindergarten is it's so fun for students to actually um, engage in into the curriculum. For example, when you set up the playhouse as a dinosaur museum, the kids are able to go and really jump in and um, begin become paleontologists. They really do have a mindset that they're paleontologists and I really like that part. Another thing I really like about kindergarten is I like how kindergartners come to school with no biases. They don't have the stereotyping that we as adults get from one reason or another. They just have no biases. It's like the story of when we had Indian dancers and one of my little students said, I want to be an Indian. And I said, you are one. (laughs) Because she really was. She was a show band. 
and they just everyone's the same and they treat everyone the same and as students with disabilities they they don't notice them I was just thinking about some kids I've had with the like uh, processing disorders or autism or the kind of special needs that uh, isn't physical so the kids so it's not obvious to the kids mm-hmm. I think they do notice things like that but you just explain what's going on and they're like okay <laughs> you so know I, sh- I shouldn't say they don't notice them they're just so accepting of them. yeah that's true that's what they are they're just accepting of everyone and you know some kids might annoy them because of their disabilities and they're soon over it so what else do you love about kindergarten another thing i love is kindergartners are just excited about everything it doesn't matter what topic what theme if i'm excited they're excited and and i just love that you don't have to convince them to be excited about anything they just dive in and they're excited about just being there and learning and trying yeah. things and they do have they're, a very natural in- excitement and engagement with mm-hmm. with topics yeah and another thing i was thinking about is um, kindergarten being a kindergarten teacher is really kind of a good exercise program (laughs) (laughs) because always I would get 7,000 steps on my Fitbit without even trying. I just went to work and talked kindergarten and I had 7,000 steps. Yeah, you don't, you don't sit down much. No. So, so you're pretty, you you get pretty fit. like you don't have to join a gym just become a kindergarten teacher <laughs> there is that you what go. we're saying <laughs> join a, yeah your new gym teach kindergarten your new gym teaching kindergarten you, <laughs> you'll never rest so probably my favorite thing about teaching kindergarten is the pure love and enjoyment of my students and I just really think to summarize that's what it's all about it's just all about being excited what you're doing and what you're teaching. So no matter what grade level you're teaching, you're going to find joys because if you're excited and if you're joyful, they're going to be excited and joyful. I think that's... Does that help you yes. come up with a summary? I think that's a good summary. I think everybody can take the joy of kindergarten to whatever grade they teach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, just kind of a side note. I had to teach an adult um, Sunday school class in my church Mm -hmm. and I was just scared to death because I'd never really taught adults and I so I just decided to teach them like kindergartners and I started with a song and (laughs) I just had some games and activities and and I taught every other week with another person and all of a sudden I became their favorite Sunday school teacher and I think it's because I taught them like kindergarten and and really in life don't we all want to be taught like a kindergartner don't we want to all find joy and love in in our lives yes I want everything to be presented to me the same way as it is presented to five and six year olds please that would make everything much happier (laughs) for me (laughs) yes it would So enjoy teaching kindergarten, everyone. Thanks for listening. 
If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit us at kindergartenkiosk.com and you can write to us at kindergartenkiosk at gmail.com. And if you have any suggestions, please let us know. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Kindergarten Kiosk is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, a network of podcasts for educators by educators. For more information, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. That's edupodcastnetwork.com. Now can I listen to it?